The following conversation is an excerpt from Skiff's Travels Path Forward series on online travel. This took place on July 23rd, 2020. This conversation features Kayak and Open Table CEO Steve Hafner. The moderator is Skift founding editor and executive editor Dennis Shaw. Hey, Steve, thanks for joining us. Much appreciated. It's my pleasure, Dennis. Um, so I remember going to a conference in around uh, 2006, 2007. Kayak had been formed, I think, in 2004. And it, it was funny because you got up there and you said, Meta searches are really lousy business to be in. The, the, the margins are slow, so slow. It's a volume business. But, you know, now everybody's in the tank. But how do you view Kayak and MetaSearch coming out of this crisis? Is it more relevant, less relevant? What's, what's your view of uh, going forward? Sure. I, look, I, I think MetaSearch was very relevant then, and, and my remarks at that time were designed to scare off competition. Um, <laughs> it didn't work out very well, but, uh, but we did okay nonetheless. Uh, you know, look, MetaSearch has a, a very strong consumer value prop, right? It shows them all their travel options helps them find the, the lowest price that's just interesting to them or the, the highest service level, and then gives them choice on where to book, either supplier direct and OT, or OTA. And I think what we've learned through this crisis is that the, the meta search model uh, still is really important on all those dimensions, but it can, it can do a lot more too. So as airlines implement different safety measures in terms of boarding and, you know, is the middle seat open or not, um, if they have different cancellation policies, all those things in addition to just fares are really important. So Meadow, you know, we can quickly implement and show that information to consumers much faster than any individual airline uh, or certainly most OTAs who are, you know, are, are pretty slow to move. You know, the, the second thing the crisis taught us was booking direct can really help you out a lot of times. You know, a lot of people who, who chose really? second tier OTAs kind of got stranded when it came time to uh, try to get home early or, or, or break non-refundable policies. Okay, so you mean booking direct on airline sites or on hotel sites? Exactly, exactly. Right. versus going through an intermediary. Well, I was going to ask you because uh, last week, uh, Skyscanner had some news. Uh, they started taking uh, direct bookings from, I think, uh, Aeroflot and WestJet. And I remember when... Um, Ctrip, now trip.com, but um, Skyscanner, there was a lot of speculation that they were going to turn Skyscanner into a booking site. But you've always been sort of um, down or, or, or kind of um, were skeptical about the game changing aspect of direct bookings on meta search sites. Uh, so do you think it's folly for Skyscanner to go down this path at this time? Or how do Not you view it? I mean, I, I think what I've consistently said is I, I think the best outcome would be a hybrid OTA meta experience, which is, hey, we show you everything. We're agnostic about where you book. But if you want to stay within our experience, which a lot of people do, uh, you can do that. And it's a, it's a frictionless path. You have a single account to manage. We can store your credit card, all that stuff, which is why Kayak many, many years ago debuted um, Book on Kayak. And what you were really doing is you were booking through our experience but the actual reservation was being made on a third party system and any customer service was being provided by that third party system. And I think that's still probably the right, right course of action. And that's why we stuck with it. And how much are you into it now? Is this, is this priority or how much direct booking are you doing at this point for flights and hotels? 
Uh, we're doing a lot of direct booking, um, but in, we've actually seen the number come down. So it's, it's less than 10% uh, of our transactions are direct booked on us uh, within our experience. Uh, it's obviously a higher number on mobile than it is on desktop. Right. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think since the pandemic hit, we've seen a shift towards more supplier direct bookings than even from our own experience. Right. So there was a lot of talk, you know, years ago about hybrid OTA meta search models and, you know, um, that would be the thing, but it doesn't really seem to have really, um, doesn't really seem to have happened to a large extent. Well, the, re the reality is most consumers are very comfortable booking supplier direct. They just don't trust them as a, a destination site to show them everything. Right. You need to search somewhere else. And they're also comfortable booking at a, a, a big OTA. But again, they don't trust them to show them everything. So they need to go do their shopping somewhere, and that's on a minister's site. And then when they're ready to book, they go someplace they're very comfortable using. Right. So what are you seeing now um, in terms of query volumes and domestic versus international on Kayak uh, at this moment in time? What it, trends are you seeing? Or is, there, or is there so little going on? Well, uh, sure. So it's, it's pretty straightforward. We made our data set at Kayak available for anyone to take a look at the trends. But it varies a lot week by week. But there's three pretty straightforward trends. First is domestic is recovering more or less uh, strongly than international, just because there aren't a whole heck of a lot of places Americans can go these days, particularly to Europe. Right. Uh, and even the places they go to, they have to self-quarantine for 14 days. The second is domestically, people are looking for shorter flights, nonstop flights nearby to, to non-crowded destinations where they can actually do stuff. So, you know, depending on what's happening with COVID case counts and uh, government restrictions, uh, you can see Miami spike up or go down. You can see Las Vegas spike up or go down. And uh, these are all trends that, uh, that we're monitoring. You can see the COVID cases spiking up and spiking down as well. Um, so in, you know, you talked about how things are changing week to week. So in, in April, you guys had to lay off or furlough about 400 people. But in June, I think I talked to you and you had started bringing people back, maybe 40 employees. You said mostly open table. Has, um, ha has that continued? Because things have sort of, you know, the demand has sort of worsened in the meantime. So, so what's going on there? Yeah, the, so we're bringing people back from furlough as our workload goes up. And obviously our workload goes up um, as restrictions loosen and, and travel demand of restaurants come back. So, so far, I think actually we've brought back a little over 50 people now, mostly on the restaurant side of the business because our restaurant customers are opening up, but quite a few on the kayak commercial side too. Um, so look, we'll just, we're just like everyone else looking to see what happens week by week. And as our people get overwhelmed with work, which is what we want, we want people to be overwhelmed with work, then right. we bring their, co their colleagues back. I see you started a uh, road trips option, uh, search option. Is, is, is that working out? I guess it's mostly really a hotel search, right? I mean, it's uh, things to do. Go ahead. Yeah, well, look, what we've always prided ourselves on at Kayak is product innovation. And if, you know, historically we were a flight meta site and then we morphed into other verticals. Um, there's not a whole lot of flying right now. People have a strong preference to drive someplace nearby. Uh, that's why we made our, our homepage cars rental cars, which I never thought was going to happen, but it, that's our homepage. Um, and just providing them a rental car isn't enough. They want ideas. So we um, drafted and created this new product called Road Trips, 
which in a given travel radius shows you all the cool things you can do and also shows you the price of accommodations and the price of a rental car to go see those places. Right. So I think we launched that like two weeks ago and it's getting good traction. So Steve, you have, uh, in addition to kayak, I guess is mostly US based, uh, but you also have Momondo and cheap flights uh, in, in Europe and uh, hotels combined in Asia. Are you seeing, you know, those regions pick up uh, more than you're seeing in the US or what, how's it going over there? Yeah, the, the trend is pretty clear, which is anytime uh, case counts go down and governments reopen, uh, travel demand goes up. So, you know, in, in Europe, in Germany, in Denmark, and a few other countries, we're seeing travel demand come back. It's different, of course, it involves less international travel, more domestic. Uh, in Asia, for sure, we've seen travel demand rebound. Um, and in some cases, it's, it's actually running above where it was this time last year. Steve, I saw in an interview you did about a month ago that kayak was um, hit a lot harder than open table uh, because of all the cancellations. So how do, how do cancel, cancellations impact kayaks business if um, you know, you're doing mostly referrals? Um, are you having to you know, make good on some of those clicks that led to you know, canceled bookings or how did that work? Sure, so the way the kayak business was impacted differently than open table is um, even though we had a dramatic reduction in our query volume in kayak in terms of travel intent, some of our commercial relationships are on a cost per acquisition basis. Okay. So as consumers canceled, um, you know, that, that took revenue away that we thought we had earned in prior periods from current periods. The other part that, uh, that hurt us a bit was partners going bankrupt and then not paying open invoices for amounts and services that, you know, we had already provided to them. What kind of partners were going bankrupt? Hotels? or was it a, a variety? Less so on the supplier side, more uh, second level OTAs primarily in Europe. Right, got it. Uh, did you happen to catch on uh, Friday night, uh, TripAdvisor announced that uh, they'd name uh, Trip.com CEO Jane Sun to the board and uh, Trip.com had taken a 5% stake in TripAdvisor. Um, what's the over under on uh, TripAdvisor getting acqu acquired by Trip.com one of these days? Look, I, I think there's a there's a good industrial logic for for TripAdvisor aligning forces with one or more OTAs. You know, it, it would be kind of interesting to to see them align with Trip.com, given that historically they were spun out of Expedia. Um, right. But um, look, in the travel business, there's there's always an ever moving landscape of people doing business together and partnering and yet competing in other aspects. So I wasn't surprised to see a, a greater tie up there. Uh, if there is an acquisition, um, hope, hopefully it'll come at a higher price than what TripAdvisor is currently trading at, because I think the business is worth more. Right. Wow. Boat of confidence in TripAdvisor there. Um, so uh, I noticed the other day that uh, Expedia's homepage, it, uh, it's at least the version I'm, I'm seeing, doesn't list hotels anymore. It just lists stays, you know, instead of hotels and vacation rentals. Um, what does that what does that mean for for kayaks business? I mean, you've been trying to get more. Uh, you do have some apartments and vacation rentals. I know you've invited Brian Chesky to call you anytime he wants if he wants to partner. But how does this whole metamorphosis impact kayak? Well, I think everybody in the travel space who offers hotels and is also starting to offer non hotel accommodations is struggling with the right way to present those two choices to consumers because they're very different products. And, uh, you know, our sister company, Booking.com, actually calls their um, accommodation vertical now stays as well. 
So I think stays is the word that people are, are starting to lean towards, at least English speaking websites. I wouldn't be surprised if Kayak adopts that standard pretty soon too. Um, but at the same time, we also have a separate tab called vacation rentals because some people just think of vacation rentals as being very different from uh, even a non-hotel or hotel business. Since right. that's usually entire properties. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what works. But like everything else, people will think away. Speaking of uh, Airbnb and Brian Chesky, are you buying uh, Brian Chesky's argument that, you know, travel is forever changed, that it will be redistributed to apartments and vacation rentals in, um, in you know, in remote places and resort towns away from the big cities? Or are we going to, you know, are we going to be back to fairly normal in a couple of years from now? You know, for, forever is a long time, as my uh, ex-wife used to tell me. So <laughs> I don't think travel's forever changed. Uh, I think it's changed uh, a lot in, in the near term, and we'll see how much of that sticks around and is, is durable. But I, I do think it's opened up consumers' eyes to off-beaten-track accommodations, off-beaten-track destinations, and, uh, and, and we'll see how long that persists. And you know, my challenge as a, as a CEO of, of Kayak and, and of Open Table as well is to make sure that we have products and services that resonate with our partners and with consumers uh, that reflect the current shift in, in preferences. But forever, I don't know, forever is a long time. <laughs> totally. Um, coming out of the pandemic, coming into a recovery in terms of, uh, do you see companies like Google becoming even stronger uh, in, in travel? Um, you know, I noticed, you know, it seems most people think booking holdings will come out stronger than Expedia, for example. So, how do you think? How do you see things shaking up? Shaping up. Generally, in, a, in terms of a crisis, the the strong uh, survive it, mm -hmm. and in some areas, they get even stronger. Uh, it's and then you get a whole raft of new upstarts and new thinking into a category too, right? So, I think that's it's usually a kind of a barbell approach, and the folks that are in the middle are in a tough spot. And that's certainly what's happening. What's been happening uh, on the supplier side, particularly for struggling airlines, as well as for tier two OTAs. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm I'm less concerned about the strong getting stronger. I'm I'm really interested in what new stuff is is being worked on that gets that resonates with consumers. So speaking of working on, um, while we're in this phase that you know. Um, in this phase that we're in now, has this, you know, with, with demand not being as strong as everyone would like, has this been an opportunity for Kayak to work on certain things that maybe you didn't get a chance to work on before? Or how have you been spending your time, Steve? Absolutely. I mean, we had already defined uh, 2020 as the year of the product internally. So, um, you know, when we had to make those, those unfortunate headcount changes, that didn't really touch our product or tech functions. You know, that was the lightest affected group. And what those people have been working on is furthering our, our long-term vision. So that's why, you know, some, some things you've seen us launch in the last few weeks are three new verticals, right? Kayak at home, road trips, and kayak essentials, which is, you know, internally we call it a meta search for toilet paper. <laughs> but anyway, it shows you that, like there's a lot of innovation going on and, and soon we're gonna announce um, our first forays into the hotel business. Uh, so, you know, keep your eyes out for that. Don't worry, we'll let you know about it, Dennis, in advance. But there's an awful lot of innovation happening right now because we're not distracted by the, the commercial part of the business of responding to, you know, tens of millions of, of queries per day. So are we going to see some kayak branded hotels? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you did. Let's put it that way. Huh. Interesting. Um, that's intriguing. 
So, you know, uh, pre-pandemic pre and even, you know, as recently as uh, the first quarter earnings call, um, Booking Holdings has been talking about the connected trip. And, um, you know, Kayak had uh, for a while was providing, you know, flight search for um, Booking Holdings. Um, but in the meantime, Booking Holdings has, you know, tourism activities. They've sort of outsourced to TUI and amusement. Where do you... You know, is this kind of like off the? Do you think this is off the agenda for now for for the uh, parent company, or where do you think that stands? Well, I think the, the the vision for the parent company for Booking Holdings to help everyone more easily experience the world. So I think we're we're very keen to have good offering product offerings in every vertical that helps people do that. Um, the timing on which we do that under which brand I think is all subject to change and and you know market conditions. But you know, my job at Kayak is to make sure from a meta point of view that we're providing great services for consumers. And then internally within booking holdings, uh, make those services available to our sister brands to use at, at their, you know, at their desired pace and speed. Right. And that's what we've done. So, you know, part of the connected trip and when, um, when booking holdings acquired open table, there was all, you know, it was seen as a bold move. I guess it was 2014. Uh, you know, that there would be a synergy between dining and travel, you know, and of course, everybody wants to go on vacation and everybody's looking for, um, you know, great restaurants, but that synergy hasn't really played out as deeply as we might've imagined. Right. I mean, you just mentioned that um, the various brands and booking holdings can, um, you know, uh, you know, for example, put, you know, a dining option as they wish, you know? So is that, is, is the synergy between dining and, and travel not as, um, as great as it was uh, touted to be? Well, look, every, every traveler has to eat, but the reality of, of the time, uh, most people aren't traveling. So for your average restaurant, 97% of their business is gonna be locals, right? Um, yeah. Outside of, you know, some big tourist destinations like London and New York and, and uh, Barcelona, for example. So we always knew that if the synergy was going to happen, it was going to happen in those big tourist destinations. And, and we're seeing positive indicators for that, you know? So if, if booking.com shows an open table restaurant to, uh, to their users, they'll get bookings out of it. But for open table to succeed, it's not really about our integration with booking.com. It's about, getting restaurants to, to adopt our product and then getting local um, residents to use it. You know, right. it's not about the dollars. All right. Um, coming out of, in the recovery or coming out of the pandemic, do you think loyalty is going to play a larger role or, you know, booking.com booking has the genius program, loyalty program, or do you think it's going to be more of a, more of a free for all people looking for deals and, you know, brand loyalty cast aside, how do you view that? I think everyone's been wrestling with the loyalty question for years and uh, I don't think anyone's cracked it. You know, I think the, the brand that's probably done the best job is actually hotels.com in terms of having loyalty propositions is very straightforward, you know, book 10 times, get one night free. Right. So, you know, I, I think all of our brands are looking at that across the travel industry and you're going to see some, some more aggressive moves out of the players coming out of this because you know, nobody just wants to spend their money on Google. Right. Um, Kayak wouldn't uh, form any kind of, uh, launch any kind of a loyalty program, would you? 
You know, we've talked about it for a long, long time. Really? It's, uh, it's unclear to me how we actually, uh, despite our intelligence, pull that caper off because, you know, we don't have that many credit cards from users. We don't require logins. Uh, we don't have a lot of margin to play with because we're relatively low priced. Uh, so it's it's tough for me to get my head around, but that doesn't mean that we won't do it. We're, we're looking at all kinds of things. You know, OpenTable does have a very successful loyalty program. We have tied that into Kayak. So if you book on within our Kayak experience, you get OpenTable points, for example. But, um, you know, I, I think there's probably a lot more that could be done. But do I want to compete against American Airlines for loyalty points? Probably not. So when I stay at a Kayak branded hotel, I'm not going to get loyalty points? It depends. You might not get loyalty points, but you, you might get a, a welcome beverage in the open table restaurant that's housed on site. Oh, there you go. <laughs> hey, Steve, one last question. I saw that you guys had uh, for a while you had a Black Lives Matter ban Black Lives Matter banner on kayak. Um, was there um, was there thoughts about, you know, the, the downsides of getting too political or you just think you thought it was that important to do to do? Well, we, we've always been very committed at Kayak and OpenTable to having a workforce um, that reflects the values of a, of a diverse and inclusive community and that reflects the communities that are global that we live and work in. So for us, it was, it was uh, I don't want to call it a no-brainer because that oversimplifies it, but we knew it was the right thing to do, and so we did it. And you know, a month later, we, as we normally do, rotated that message over to, uh, to supporting the Pride community. So we'll, we'll continue to have messages like that um, where we think it's appropriate to do so in times of, of you know, great social unrest. And I, I, I didn't see it, neither does anybody else at Kayak and Over Table, as a political message. We're, we're not politics in our companies. We're about uh, opening people's eyes and having them travel around the world and for the betterment of themselves and, and their, uh, their fellow citizens. So it's just the right thing to do. Very much keeping with the promise of travel. So uh, thanks, Steve. I really appreciate you joining us today. Take care. Bye. Thanks.